Listener Production. KickPod acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast. The Yulukut Wollum clan of the Boon who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the KickPod, your DM on the stuff that matters. One, two, three, Welcome to a special bonus episode of the Kick Pod. Yes. I don't know why I said the Kick Pod. Happy, <laughs> the Kick Pod. <laughs> happy New Year, guys. And happy 29th birthday to me for yesterday. I thank you. Oh, happy <laughs> 29th birthday for you for yesterday. Yeah. 29. You are starting the year as a 29 year old, and we are I finally am. again only one year apart because there's a month <laughs> where you're two years older than me. Where I'm two years <laughs> older than you, and it doesn't seem quite right. Does it? it doesn't, but. Welcome, guys. Welcome. We have got a goodie for you today. We do. Before we come back, we're coming back officially next yeah. week, Monday and Wednesday, back to regular programming. But for today, being the start of the year, which yeah. is a time when a lot of us are thinking about goal setting, mm. there's two parts to this episode. First of all, goal setting. When I say first of all, it's actually going to be the second part of the episode. <laughs> we have got Dan Kennedy coming in to yes, chat to us. our master trainer on kick. If you don't know him yet, you will know him after this chat. And, and he's very good at goal he's setting. He's amazing. He's a goal setting expert. The way he breaks it down is so fantastic. So we wanted to share that with you. But then also at this time of year, there is pressure to set goals mm. around our bodies that we don't want to bar up. So mm. we're going to talk about that. And that's why we wanted to have this episode come out mm-hmm. this week before we come back next week. It made me reflect on goals that I'd set myself in the past. And there are some that I laugh at, like the years and years in a row where I wanted to be able to do the splits, <laughs> but never did anything about it. But then it actually, I, I took it back to kind of years and years ago when I was full-time modeling and I wasn't really confident in myself. And a lot of my goals, sadly, were quite aesthetic and quite based on a number, whether Mm. that be a measurement or a, you know, it was just, it's quite sad to reflect back on that time. And I say that because it was something that I didn't see a problem with at the time. I thought it was normal. I thought I compared my goals to others and I'd heard it being a common thing to do. And I just felt like that's what you did, you know? And unfortunately, it still exists. Mm. People still do that. And I think for me, it took me down a really unhealthy path. So I just want to say to anyone who's kind of thinking about, it's fantastic if you want to set yourself some health and fitness goals. That's awesome. Like we all, I think it's incredible. We can all do, always do better in being, you know, healthy and finding what I mean, living a healthy you. lifestyle. It's like, 100%. let's again say right, because living a healthy lifestyle, moving your body regularly, which That's is so good. good for your body, eating well to give you energy, sleeping, looking after your mental health, like that is a thing that we should all be doing more 100%. of. 100%. Yeah. But when it comes down to the things that you can't necessarily control or the things that you might be able to control, but actually then are a detriment to your health, that's where it can be an issue. So it's just really important to kind of really have a think about your goal, why you have that goal. Is there a better way to frame it and just make sure that you are actually doing it healthily, whatever your goal may be? A hundred percent. I think when I think of that, I think back to when I used to have this stupid goal and it was to lose five kilos. And I feel like there's the so many five. books, there's so many books like how to lose the last, yeah. like the cover of so many magazines, how to lose the last five kilos. What I didn't realize, which I'm educated on mm. at the time, and I have obviously a much healthier relationship with food and exercise, is that the last five often 
is below where your body is comfortable in 100%. its healthy weight range. Yeah. All of our bodies have a healthy weight range that we stay between. Mm-hmm. And to get, we can push that weight range up, but to bring it down, your body cannot reset your healthy weight range. There's an amazing TED talk on it, and I've spoken about it before, but I'll find it again and I'll put it in the show notes for mm-hmm. this because it's so good. Because what this woman speaks about in the TED talk is that the, actually the science is if you push below your healthy weight range, which you have to deprive your body, like you yeah. have to be not eating anywhere near enough, as you said before, like mm. go to an unhealthy state. Mm. You have to eat nothing, nowhere near what you you need to fuel your body mm. to have energy. You have to be excessively exercising, mm-hmm. not in a healthy state at all, completely unsustainable. Even if you stay in that below your weight range for seven years, your healthy weight range does not reset. Mm. So all of your your brain is always going to be telling your body, I'm in starvation mode, I'm in starvation yep. mode, you have to eat, you have to eat, you have to eat. And you are going to be fighting that the whole time. It's a really, really good explanation of why that stupid saying mm. of losing the last five is is really effed mm. and is so wrong because there's no such thing as that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a big part of what I would put down as my goals. But obviously it's also um, one of the reasons that we wanted to start Kick mm. because at Kick we are all about making sustainable changes to live a healthy lifestyle. Because as we touched on, when yeah. you live a healthy lifestyle, you feel so good. Yeah, you want to empower others to do so as well. Exactly. Yeah. And we feel stronger and we feel like just more empowered and we have more energy and we live longer and like our bodies, like our physical bodies, are you know, our organs are looked after better and all of those things that are all really, really important. And that's, they're all great. But the, the thing that we wanted to do with Kik was create a space without the pressure of, yeah. you know, having to like lose that last five or focus on, you know, what that number on the scales is as a definition of what your health is. And at Kik, we're all about feeling good for you. And it's not about how you look, it's about how you feel, especially if your goals are around health this year. Like a lot of fad diets will be popping up. I'm sure there'll be a lot of like mm-hmm. ads on social media that'll be around like losing weight or whatever it might be. All of them, as you kind of touched on, Steph, like it's so unsustainable to completely overhaul your life. Mm. And going from zero to 100, I mean, it's like with anything, it Mm. just doesn't work. You can't do it. And it's also, it's not enjoyable. So if you, like right now, um, maybe you had a really hard year, it's been a really hard year, you haven't been moving your body at all. That's okay. Like we all go through times like that, not a problem. You haven't been, you know, cooking as much. So you've Mm. been eating more takeaway and things like that, which is fine. We all go through stages like that. But this year you want to start moving more. If you go from not doing anything all of a sudden to setting yourself a goal, I need to exercise six times a week. And like cook dinner every night. Exactly. Meal prep my lunches every day. How are you going to fit that in? Because right now you're not doing any of it. it. So it's like building up slowly in a sustainable way to it. Because, you know, for you, for example, like you exercise three times a week, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you, you know, you walk, you do incidental exercise. But But that's your goal, right? For me, I don't have a baby so I have a little bit more time so for me I exercise five to six times mm-hmm. a week and that's what works for me and that but, was me before having a baby exactly yeah. but it's like you have adjusted but if you now tried to set yourself a goal to exercise six times a week yeah. you would put so much pressure on yourself it doesn't work in your lifestyle no I would know that I would have to sacrifice things that I'm not open to exactly sacrificing right. yeah. exactly and so I think that's what's really really important in going into this year because I think there's just so much pressure around weight loss and all these things mm. and don't buy into it we don't have to buy into that like we can set goals that are not about the number on the scales. Like for me, one year I was like, that's it. I don't need to look at my weight anymore. It does not define me. It has. I know how I feel mm-hmm. and that's what's important. Mm-hmm. And that's what my goals are around. I love it. And Mandy, you have got something to add. Um, yeah, so for me, I actually, I feel like this might be helpful for anyone who isn't currently exercising and is starting from zero, right? Because I 
have been on and off my whole life with exercise. And recently, about two years ago, um, I injured my hip Mm. and then COVID hit. So then gyms closed and I wasn't even doing Pilates or anything. So I fully stopped all exercise for two and a half years, which was really long for me because I never had a drought of that long. And then to start again, the actual starting was the The hardest part because that's the most daunting because you feel like, oh, I just need to put my exercise clothes on and go to the gym and do it. But the whole, the thought of all of it is too much. Mm. So I actually, I gave this tip to a friend recently and she found it helpful. So I'm hoping that it's helpful to others. I actually just gave myself permission to go to the gym, Mm. right, and do nothing. Mm. So literally I was like, today I'm going to put my exercise clothes on. I'm going to go sit in the gym and I'm going to roll out the mat and I'm going to do some stretches Mm -hmm. because I love stretching. I just find it nice. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's all I would do. I'd Mm -hmm. literally just go do a few stretches. But then there's other days where I'd go, actually, I feel like maybe a 10-minute walk on the treadmill because I wanted to really ease myself in. Yeah, yeah. And so basically the tip is give yourself permission to actually not do much for Mm -hmm. the first few sessions. Yeah. Because once you're there, that's when you actually find yourself like, oh, I actually feel like doing something today. It's so true. It's so true. We often say Mm. like just roll out the mat or like just just pop your runners on. That's the hardest step is to actually commit. Because it's the pressure you're putting on yourself, right? Yeah. And I think if you are someone going from, you know, zero or who have maybe been on a, a really big drought, I think it's also like be experimental of like what you're going to try because there is so many different ways you can be active or different exercise types and everything. And you're only going to stay motivated to follow something that you actually enjoy. So it's like, Laura, if like you were forced into, I don't know, doing CrossFit training five days a week, Mm. you just wouldn't. No, no. You wouldn't. (laughs) But if you put that like down... You just wouldn't get to your exactly right. <laughs> you hundred, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't enjoy it. It's like no. if I forced you to run five days a week, yeah, you I just wouldn't, wouldn't enjoy exercise because <laughs> you're like, well, it's too hard. I wouldn't do it. So it's so true. It's finding something that you actually enjoy. When we say enjoy, like obviously there's times that I'm running and I'm like, yourself. I'm so tired, and you yeah. challenge yourself. But it's something that you is not going to be like, oh, I just I hate that type of training because yeah. there's so many types of training out there. And if that is your goal to go from zero to actually working out, put like some steps down to actually mm. just. Put your active wear on every day. See how you go with that. Roll the mat out. That can be another one. And they are wins along the way to, to getting to your goal. And speaking of goals, Laws, do you have any goals this year? I or have, have you think about it. I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. My goals this year, I think, will be more around. I think I have a really, in terms of like health and everything, drinking more water, that's something. I mean, I do put that every year. So I'm going to it's be. Good. It's always good to be on the list. Better. But I want to actually <laughs> set myself up for success with that and not yeah. just say, I'm going to drink more water and then not actually ever yeah. think about it again until the next year. So, and then my other goals are around more so this year around um, more work goals yeah. and mental health goals. Yeah. Because I feel like my movement, my, what I'm eating and everything like that. So I feel really good about where that's at, but Mm. it's, there's always areas that, you know, we want to focus on. So that'll be my focus is going into this year. Yeah, totally. I I, I feel like I've got three goals and only one of them is really to do with my, my fitness or anything. And as you said, as you kind of touched on, I've kind of played with the idea of, you know, having a three day a week minimum as my my go-to routine for for exercise because I know that any less than that and I just don't feel I'm not fueling myself with that time that I love and Mm -hmm. like giving back to my body and if I do any less than that it makes those workouts so hard as well because I'm not you know maintaining my routine yes yes and obviously with that also motivation just drops 
So I've kind of had that goal in the back of my head this year already, but I I didn't really like, I still played with a lot of boundaries, right? I didn't actually set it as a proper goal. I didn't work out how I was going to get there or whatever. And so this year I definitely do want to try and continue working out minimum three days a week. Obviously not when I'm ill or injured or whatever things come up, but as a general rule, I know that that fuels me with energy and so much joy and I feel good about it. So this year I'm trying to put things in place um, like I'm going to invest in a little bit more equipment at home because I know for me and my routine, like setting myself up at home is how I'm going to be able to make it work for me personally and just scheduling more. I used to schedule in my workouts and whilst things do pop up as a mom and like it's, you know, you can't help things, I can still schedule. I can still work through that. So I think I'm going to do that as well. And the biggest thing that I'm going to do, which is going to help me on staying in more of a routine is something that's really exciting that we're actually launching into Kick, which is our new programs. Oh my God. And Steph has been, this is I'm your very baby. Passionate Steph about has it. been working <laughs> on this baby. I'm going to say nine over like almost this entire year. Yeah. I mean, so, so I work a lot with our development team um, on, on the kind of experience and the programs being launched into the app is a big update on the experience. And, and what I'm talking to to that, if, if you haven't tried Kick before, we have a huge amount of content on there, so many workouts um, and so so much variety. But one thing that we're super excited about offering to our users now are these new programs that are progressive. So we've got Kickstart, which is a four-week beginner-based program with equipment. Then we've got an equipment-free four-week program as well. They're both progressive, so you can start and then feel your strength and endurance um, improve over those four weeks. And then we've got KickFit, which is our intermediate program. That goes for eight weeks. And then we've got Kick Pro. So all of these programs, which goes for 12 weeks, all of these programs you can work out for three Sorry, should have said it in order. Three, four, or five days a week. So whatever um, works, you, whatever or, whatever works you for you. Whatever you will automatically give you your program. 100%. And the lovely Danny, who's on the conversation later, is who programmed these programs, who put together <laughs> these programs um, in a progressive way. So you guys can can reach those kind of strength and fitness goals or, or get to that next level. And also the biggest thing is to be able to stay accountable, keep yourself accountable and stay in a routine. So I am going to commit to the kick pro program which is a 12-week program three days a week and I'm picking three days a week because I know a that's what I'm setting out as my goal as my minimum but also I love our Pilates workouts so if I ever get to do more than three I'd, I'd love to keep like space in the week to be able to do that movement as well love it and if that's of interest of you if you think that that might help you with your fitness goals or just kick in general obviously we've still got all the master classes and recipes and meditations and everything there's else. a lot there's over we a have thousand <laughs> workouts recipes and meditations exactly um you can try kick we actually still have our new year sale live which is 50% off your first month of our monthly subscription using the code new year sale 23 at checkout we'll pop this information in our show notes for you so enjoy and that sale ends in a few days. So yes, make sure the last you, couple of days. Exactly right. Make sure you get onto that if you do want to give Kick a go and start your year with us and join and join our wonderful community. That's the best thing about Kick is mm. it's joining the community and you know, we're all in it together, which is so special. And now for the second part of today's episode, which is where we are talking to Danny, who we have spoken about. Um, and we are talking to Danny about the best approach to goal setting and setting realistic goals, breaking it down. So let's get into it. Danny, 
Are why, you happy? Why did you just not acknowledge me? Yeah, deer in headlights just then, wasn't it? It's because I didn't say welcome, I just said Danny. Well, I never you know did. when you Laura's being kind of, serious either, I know, that's so it's quite true. difficult. Anyway, so, welcome. Thanks, Steph. <laughs> One of your favourite things to do in life is talk about goal setting. <laughs> no, but okay, can I, all jokes aside, <laughs> Danny, you are so wonderful when it comes to talking about breaking down goals and setting realistic goals and how to make them achievable. Because I think when we talk about goal setting, we often think we set these huge goals and then we have no idea how to get them. And then it gets us down because we feel like we can't achieve them, but we're not setting ourselves up for success. So first of all, as someone who, I mean, like I've taken a lot from all of the goal setting things that we've done with you. I really have. And I think years before knowing you, I was that person. I would set myself a goal and I wouldn't even work out how I was going to get there, but I'd set it. And then months in, I would be so, I'd be further from the goal than I was when mm-hmm. I set it. And it put me off goal setting for such a long time until I worked out the best way to kind of approach it. Mm-hmm. So that is why you're here. How does one approach a goal? What is a good goal versus a bad goal? I mean, there's no bad goals, but you know, how can we make them better? Well, I think the first thing that you need to identify is exactly like what it is that you want. Mm-hmm. Because often when people set goals, they you know it may be aligned with you know roughly what they want, but it's also quite generic, or it's something that they've heard, or that everyone else mm-hmm. is setting, or the goal they've set the last five years that they haven't followed through with. That and was me for like five years straight, touching my toes or doing the splits. By the way, was can that you the touch goal? toes? Yeah, so you said on the I goal? can touch my toes. Great. I never got the splits. And did you just you just wrote it down? I just wrote every year. I wrote it down because I never got it, but I never also tried to get it. Yeah, it's pathetic. Anyway, continue. Well, I think. <laughs> Firstly, as I said, it's like identifying exactly what you want. And this can be like as big or as small as you like. Because I think people, obviously, we hear all the time, like, you know, set goals that aren't like kind of too unrealistic. But I don't know if I'm that much of a fan of that because that almost limits like what people truly believe that they can achieve within themselves. So firstly, it's like mapping out a very specific goal. I think certain goals can be, can have a time frame on them because obviously, um, some goals are within a certain period of time that you are trying to achieve them. But at the same time, like the bigger, more long-term goals, by putting too much of a time frame on them, we start to make pretty average decisions and, and also almost feel like stress and pressure around what we need to be doing in order to get mm-hmm. there. And it doesn't allow for good energy and then like the to be present in like the actual journey along the way because typically the journey is the most enjoyable part. And if you're not enjoying the steps along the way, then even once you get to the to the end result or the end goal, it's not going to be what you thought it was because you haven't enjoyed any of it along the way. But setting that goal initially, as I said, get very specific. So if I just say I want to get strong. Yes. Yeah, right? no, if I write down I want to get strong, mm-hmm. that could mean anything. Yeah, it could. And it doesn't give me anything to work towards. It doesn't allow me to break down and reverse engineer what steps need to be taken to get to that goal. And I don't really have any indicator of whether or not I've, achieved it or not achieved it because mm. what do I mean by get strong? It could be a little bit stronger. It could be on absolutely anything. Mm. So a prime example of how I could break that down in a much more specific way, which then allows me to reverse engineer the steps that need to be taken and the behaviors that need to be carried out to achieve it would be, okay, let's say I want to get my, at the moment, my barbell squat is 10 reps of 60 kilos. Mm-hmm. Is that actually true? That's not true. I was going to say, I feel like people Come on, are man, that's an insult. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> just tell us. Um, just tell so us. <laughs> instead of that, it might be, okay, by, by July 1st in 2023, I want to be able to do 10 reps of a barbell squat with 100 kilos. Mm-hmm. And that's instead of writing, get stronger. Because exactly. that's specific. specific. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's very specific. It's the exercise. It's the amount of weight. There is a time frame on it. As I said before, some goals will have time frames, some won't. But by writing that down, and I think on that, like actually physically writing down your goals, not just thinking of them in your head or even writing them in your phone, I think there's just something about grabbing a pen and a piece of paper yeah. and, and actually physically writing it down. I now have the ability to reverse engineer like how I'm going to get there. And what I mean by that is just pretty much breaking down the steps to make it seem a lot more attainable and a lot less overwhelming. Because another example outside of, say, fitness, it could be anything. It could be, I don't know, like a financial goal. It could be a relationship mm -hmm. goal. It could be anything. If you set these big goals that you are aspiring to, they can often feel very overwhelming, which can either lead to you just taking no action at all mm. or putting yourself in a real negative headspace right from day one because you just feel like, in comparison from where you are now to where you want to go, it's just too much of a, a distance, mm. which makes it quite difficult. And then you're kind of starting on, on, a, on the wrong foot already. But by having that very specific goal, I can now break down, all right, what, what steps along the way do I need to get to? Is it going from 10, 10 reps at 60 kilos? And then when do I want to get to 70 by? When do I want to get to 80 by, 90, and then 100? What do I need to be doing outside of squatting in order for that to happen? Like, do I have poor hip mobility? So I need to start working on my mm -hmm. mobility each week. Do I have an imbalance between left and right? Um, is my stance correct on my squat? It gives you all these little steps that you can take along the way, which you can start working on literally today, mm. which will then put you in the, on the path to achieving that, that goal. So from there, if I've set myself that specific time frame as well, as I said, I've got these little benchmarks or, or little milestones along the way, which not only is obviously good in order to you getting to the end result in this case, but mentally it allows you to start building momentum. So if I know, all right, in order to get to that goal, I need to, as I said, might need to improve hip mobility. I might need to get stronger quads or stronger glutes um, or balance it out on either side. So I then have a look at, all right, what single leg or unilateral movements do I need to start doing for that to happen? I can't just go in and squat every day and expect to be able to mm. increase by 40 kilos or whatever. So do I need to start doing some single leg Bulgarians or like, you know what I mean? Like mm. it's <laughs> breaking it right down. Nice. But... So then I so have like a path. So this is specific to this thing. This is specific to this thing. I don't know how much. Yeah, 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 I'm just trying to give you an example. Yeah, this no, could be absolutely fantastic. any goal. If it's obviously totally. clearly not giving out financial advice, but if it was a, a financial goal, it's <laughs> yes. like, all right, what do I, in order to get to this goal, like what do I need to be saving each week or can I make more money in certain areas? Like it's just breaking this goal down to the point where you can see very clearly the attainable mm. steps that you can take action on right now, which in time will compound to allow you to reach their bigger goal. And they're not just steps either. They're like mini goals along the way. They're mini ways to celebrate along the way. And I think mm. that's something that I've noticed as well on my goal setting journey is like by having those, it's like you can have quick wins along the way because it does sometimes feel like if you set yourself a big goal that it's so unattainable without those steps. I think that's great. 100%, as I said, it builds the momentum, not only like physically in this case, but mentally as yeah. well. Like if I have these small wins, even if it's like, you know, you mentioned before, like touching your toes, or whatever, mm. if I have this mobility goal and then within two weeks, my mobility's improved, mentally, that's a such a positive mm. thing for me that I'm like, all right, I'm on, on track and it's going to allow you to keep the motivation levels high because motivation definitely comes and goes. And that's where if you've had this goal, which is literally this like get stronger or whatever, when your motivation does drop off, there's nothing to keep you accountable mm. to that bigger goal because mm. you're just like, oh, I want to get stronger. Like, I don't feel good this week. I'm just going to go back to my old habits and mm. I'll get back on track next week. But if you're like, oh, no, by in two weeks' time, I, I set a target to squat 
80 kilos and that's going to keep me on track for the for the main goal it's easier to keep that motivation there mm. but once you've broken everything right down into small steps and and made it very attainable and there's not so much overwhelm and this is like you know another example of that would be like if you're super busy and you've got a million things to do mm. the next thing is looking at what you need to eliminate or reduce from what you're doing at the moment in order to get there because mm. i think a lot of the time we just pile things on yeah, we, we set we, we pile. It's not always about adding more things in to achieve something. Yeah. A lot of the time, it's actually eliminating things that you're doing that aren't aligned with what you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. That are going to allow you the the time or the ability to have more mental clarity around what you want and stop pulling you in a million different directions and keep you on the path that you want to go. So I think getting very honest with yourself and identifying every little thing that you can think of at the moment that is not aligned with the goal that you've that you're supposedly wanting to set for yourself and if you're actually serious about it and it's something that you specifically want then you should be able to identify at least a few things and I'm not saying like you need to cut out everything from your no. life that's not aligned with it but it's just getting honest with yourself if you've set this goal for yourself and there's you know five things that you're doing that you know that if you keep doing them at the rate that you're doing them at the moment you're not going to achieve your goal then I don't know if you're that serious about achieving mm-hmm. it so mm-hmm. it's eliminating or reducing certain things then I from think that's there, the best. And I think the thing with that yeah. is like, for example, if the goal is like to start a business mm. or I don't know, whatever, learn, mm. whatever it might be, do some course, whatever it might be. If you are going out partying Spending all five nights money. a week, right? Mm. And then you're tired and you're hungover the whole time. Like that is a very clear barrier to yeah. you it being able to achieve yeah, your goal. Yeah, like traveling and spending your money. Yes, and like yeah. it's Exactly right. Got it, yeah, 100%. So and I think that's really important. I think that's something that's not spoken enough about yeah. in goal setting is it's yes, we put the steps in place that we need to achieve it, mm-hmm. but there's also the things that if we don't eliminate or change, we're not going to get there. Yeah. After you've kind of broken down the small goals and you've got very specific on your main goal, I think it's then very important to figure out what behaviors and values you do need to carry out to, to be able to achieve these smaller ones. And that'll come in terms of putting together like what are your kind of non-negotiable habits that you should be doing on a daily or weekly basis mm-hmm. that will allow you to tick off these these smaller goals along the way. So go back to the squat again. If I know that, you know, in order to get there, I want to do four to five sessions a week and because of how busy I am, I need to do them in the morning. Mm. A, a habit that I need to really put in place is making sure that I'm getting enough sleep and getting to bed at a certain time. Um, another habit might be that I need to make sure I'm well hydrated so I can train better or it's making sure I'm eating enough mm. protein, enough food or whatever it may be to to fuel my performance mm-hmm. in these workouts. So the daily non-negotiables, and it doesn't have to be daily, it could be weekly, but figuring out like what are your list of non-negotiables that have to become not just something that you do, but part of like who you are as a person. And that does take time and it can be scary, it can be difficult, but this is where like the whole discipline around having this goal comes in. And if you go all the way back to step one and you've figured out your specific goal and also made sure that it's aligned with like what you truly want and like what your why is or what your purpose is, then it should be very easy to to put these into place knowing what they're working towards. So by the time you get to all like the end of this, you've you've have you have a very specific goal. And there's something else I'll add in a second, but you've then broken down like the smaller steps along the way that do- doesn't make it big and scary anymore and it's not as overwhelming. You've looked at the areas of your life or your behavior at the moment that aren't serving any purpose in terms of what you've told yourself you want to do. 
And then you've also figured out what behaviors and, and habits and values that you need to put in place to make sure you can tick all the above off. The next or the last thing I would say is that you can't just write this goal down and then put it away until 12 months later mm. or just, you know, think about it every now and then. I think becoming very aware of it and seeing it as often as possible, you know, con- consistently um, keeping yourself accountable by reminding yourself and and visualizing exactly like what this goal is will serve its purpose because the more often you see it, it becomes part of your mm. subconscious. Because how often you want do to. we, in, often, because often in Janet, it's like we have a bit of space from mm. being away and we think about our goals and yeah. they go in a journal that we buy specifically yeah. for the goals mm. and then we close them. Mm. We close it on the 5th yeah. of Jan and then the next year we're like, oh, I'm going to use that journal yeah. again. I'll just but change I the haven't dates. opened it, <laughs> I'll just right? change the date at yeah. the top. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, yeah, so journaling obviously is a great example. You have like to be I'll, able to see it. Yeah. yeah. So I'll have them writ- the bigger goals written down. I'll have like a page with all mm. the, the steps that I, I know I want to achieve along the way and then coming back to the daily non-negotiables, that could be, on a Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning, like mapping out exactly what your intentions are for the week and what you need to tick off that coming week. And then breaking it down even further, like daily, it doesn't have to be anything in super detail, but it's like, all right, if I've told myself part of my habits is drinking enough water and doing mobility three days a week or every day, whatever it is, like it's in the morning, take literally 60 seconds, grab out your journal, write down your top five priorities or tasks for that day. And then revisit them at night before you go to bed. And and again, being very honest with yourself. Like if you didn't achieve it, put it down the next day. Or this is where like the responsibility side of things comes into play because everyone gets all upset and negative about the fact that they haven't achieved their goals and blah, blah, blah. But if you're if you take full responsibility mm. and you've done this process and you've mapped it out, like it's literally up to you now. Mm. And there's not there's not much anyone else can do unless you're willing to to take action on it. And some goals in comparison to others obviously may not be something that is a given that you will 100% achieve. But if you get into the habit of, of taking these steps and continuing to you know do revision and de- a bit of a debrief on how things are going, what has worked, what hasn't worked, then you just keep dropping and changing until you eventually get there and, and remind yourself of like why you set the goal in the first place. Love that. Thank you so much. Thank That's you. Just... Thanks for having me, girls. <sighs> Every time. And it's, it's a good it's, to have a refresher. Because we have spoken about this quite often and obviously also not just on the microphone. We've spoken about it a lot mm. personally as yeah. well. But it's just something that no matter how many times you've heard about goal setting, that refresher is totally so helpful. So thank you so much, Dan. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Kick Pod. We will be back in your ears very soon. But if you would like to find anything else about Kick, you can find us by searching Kick on the Google Play Store, the App Store, or on Google, wherever you like to search, really. We, we will be there. And you can also find us on socials at Smith at Laura.Henshaw, and we are also on TikTok at Kick. Kick.